Good evening, Mr. Weiss. Hello, Mr. Bear. It's Saturday, GABF Awards Day. You're a little hot on my uh, hot, headphones. Hot, 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 hot. I was goofing around some stuff, so I think the monitor was just hot in general. Okay. The levels are good. Are we uh, backing up? We are backing up. Okay. Good. I'm backing up for the last two minutes and six seconds. Oh, uh, well. They caught a lot of nothing. Hey! They absolutely did. So it is, let's see, the... Fourth, yes. Uh, first uh, really fall day of yeah, the year. Exactly the first day. It's like Had okay, a beautiful fall, beautiful warm fall, and uh, yeah, now it's cold, windy, a little bit of sleet out in the air tonight. Yeah, no, it's good. I, I, I needed to get mm-hmm. colder again. You know, right. Troganator won gold medal again. Oh, okay, so where is this list? <laughs> I saw a thing on my RSS feed where Brian Colsar put together a list of uh, local area winners, uh, Pennsylvania, Maryland, whatnot. So I haven't looked at the whole list. The whole list is huge anymore. It's like 90 categories or more. It's, it's yeah. enormous. But let me see if I can find that. So Trogs went for a doppelbuck. They enter. They don't enter it in doppelbuck. They enter it in buck. They always do. Oh, weird. No, it wouldn't. It's not really a doppelbuck. It doesn't really compare with like Celebrator, right? I guess not. No, but it's it's really but good. It, but it's like cheating entering yeah. Troganator every year. There's, I mean, they've won gold like almost every year except for one in like the past six. I would wager. Okay, so what style are you looking for? They, they they made it at least nicer this year, I think. Oh, I don't know. Just uh, uh what if we did a uh, coffee beer? The coffee beer winners are from Mobcraft Beer. Batshit Crazy won the silver. Okay. That's interesting that they can put batshit. Crazy. Like Guano Loco or yeah, no, oh, it's oh. called batshit oh, crazy. It's called batshit crazy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Beachwood Barbecue and Brewing in California, Mocha Machine. I wonder how many awards they won. They won a lot last year. Community Beer Company in Texas that won the gold for Ascension. Yeah, so for local, at least local to the Philly area. Oh, sorry, bronze. Local to the Philly area. Dogfish won for... Uh, Ascension won the bronze. Chalk Lobster, which I'm not sure what it is, but it's an indigenous regional beer. Dominion's... Dominion Brewing's Pumpkin won a silver. Um, uh, Sweet Baby Jesus won a bronze mm. in chocolate beer. Sweet Baby Jesus is really interesting and a good beer. Okay, so it goes to something that we really like. So, uh, French and Belgian style Saison. Uh, okay. So, the bronze Boulevard with their Saison Brett. I think we found mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Uh, the silver, Beachwood. Beachwood Barbecue and Brewing, Un Atal. And uh, the daily wages from Brasserie St. James. So, only one local brewery won. Four seasons out of La Trobe won a silver for the oatmeal stout. The rest I wouldn't consider local. <clears throat> and uh, Old Ales. Let's see what won Old Ale. Ah, Fegley's Brew Works won the gold. They won a few medals, yeah. Arctic yeah. Alchemy. Yeah, and then a uh, gold for Baltic-style porter 
Tom Baker with Percuno's Hammer. Again? It's well, back? It's back. He's brewing it at Earthbread and Brewery. And, uh, yep, one gold. Ten years after, it's probably last one gold. <laughs> so. Excuse me? <laughs> Little Jeff's trying to get into the show? I mean, this list is too long. Yeah. There's too many breweries, so. American-style sour ale. Uh, the commons with Myrtle. If, if anything, what's the goofiest category? What's the goofiest category? They, you know, it seems to you like it shouldn't yet be its own category. Um, <clears throat> and I'm looking through the styles here. I'm working on pulling up the site now. I was on the different site. There's a lot of different ones. <laughs> Wood age and barrel age. There, there are four wood age and barrel age categories. Um, <laughs> I don't know. None of these look terrible. Yeah. None of these categories look like. Oh, so my God, what they, the heck is this? There's a pumpkin beer category now, right? Like yeah. it's not in field beer anymore. Right. Yeah. So uh, I'm curious what what kind of things were in field beer. Probably like well, the pumpkin beer. Oh, peppers, cucumbers, mm. and uh, yeah, two cucumber beers and a pepper beer. One in field beer. Wolver's pumpkin ale won the gold. Good for them. Good for them. Okay, see, so yeah, uh, something that I don't like is the Scotch ale. Steel Toe Brewing in Minnesota with Wee Heavy won the gold. Ah, Session Beer, one of my favorite categories. Benchmark Brewing Company's Oatmeal Stout. That should be interesting. (coughs) Yeah, so you can just do a search for PA. Mm Mm-hmm. And Pennsylvania... Yeah, I already saw the list of all the PA ones. I mean, Fegley's won a couple. Um, let's see, what did Pabst win? Pabst won something? Pabst won American Style Cream Ale. They got the gold and the silver. How about Anheuser-Busch? Hmm. Nope, Anheuser-Busch got shut out, looks like. Unless it's under different name AB InBev maybe or Coors one uh, okay American style lager or light lager Mm -hmm. Miller light was gold Coors light Mm -hmm. was silver and Coors banquet was bronze I think of all those Miller light is the one that I'd I'd take Mm -hmm. but Coors light ugh Hmm. Okay, that's enough of this. All right. <laughs> that's that's really quite enough. So what's uh, what's been going on with it's you? On, uh, I installed a trailer hitch on the Subaru today. No, why would you do something like that? Well, main reason is so we can get a bike carrier that can carry four bikes. That's the main reason. But instead of getting uh, the ones with the straps are no good. The hitch mounted ones are much better and. Uh, 
it was only a little bit of cost difference between getting the like the tiny little lightweight hitch and then the, the regular hitch. So spent the extra like twenty five bucks, got the regular hitch. So now I can actually tow stuff if I ever need to tow anything. So it was a pretty easy install. It took me a little over an hour to get the install done. I was pretty impressed. Are with you gonna the... be towing Max's X Wing? No, no, that thing's self propelled. You can pedal it. <laughs> Max has it. Did you buy that online? Some no, I made it. You made it, really? I did yes. Nice. Is yeah. it? What's it made out of? Cardboard. Yeah, <laughs> it's built around this pedal tractor. Um, if you go to my uh, Twitter and look back a couple weeks, I'm telling people listening, mm-hmm. they'll be able to see uh, a short little vine of Max driving the uh, the X wing. I don't think I've posted any of the still photos, but uh, yeah. Uh, so Max was either going to be Luke Skywalker or uh, Star Lord, mm. and he had found a Star Lord that he had really wanted, but Heather had already ordered the uh, Luke Skywalker in the X Wing flight suit. And then when the flight suit came in the mail, he was he was like, "Yeah, I'll be that." So then I started like you know I had the idea of like you know I might be able to make a prop X Wing fighter. And it'd be really cool if I could build it around his pedal tractor. So I started saving up cardboard from boxes and whatnot. And actually one of my neighbors, George, had some like really thick cardboard, like triple ply stuff that he had gotten from redoing his bathroom, like the bathtub came in or something like that. And uh, that was a lifesaver. I wouldn't have been able to do the wings and stuff without the triple ply cardboard. Yeah, because it would be... I would have had to have like... It would have been like a, a... it would wooden struts. It would have been like a 1919 biplane with like, you know, with like guy wires to give it, you know, to hold it up type thing, right? Um, but yeah, so it, it, I'm pretty happy with how it turned out. Uh, my only regret is that the nose cone, I did, I started with the nose and did, did the body and the wings last. And the nose cone's a little out of proportion. It's a little big for the scale of the rest of it. It's not worth me redoing it and cutting it down, but, you know, I look at it, I'm like, oh, I could have done a little bit better. has an R2 on top. <laughs> Found a... They, so, like, at, at Home Depot, they had, uh, like, I think it's Rust-Oleum, they had shiny spray paint, silver and blue, and then they were the perfect, like, the silver, obviously, is easy, right? But the blue shiny stuff was exact the right color for R2. They should have called it R2 blue or something <laughs> like that. So... Yeah, I'm really happy with how it turned out. Um, our neighborhood has a Halloween parade, so that'll be fun. Yeah. Taking that on the Halloween parade. Uh, <clears throat> I've just been... I've been... Uh, what well, we got? The Shell Shocker! The Shell Shock, the bash exploit. Oh, okay. Has a fancy name, yes, Shellshock. Yes, yes, okay. And then I've seen, like, some asking, Shellshocker, like, it, like it needs a logo, so they're giving it the, some people the are giving it that. three-fingered Shocker logo, yeah. Give her the Shocker, Rocky. Um, yeah, was, I mean, so it wasn't too bad, it was just bad enough to be annoying type thing. Well, the and worst I is... I think the press, I don't know, I think the press kind of blew it out of proportion on this one. Um... Yes, there were some vulnerabilities. I mean, yes, I looked at some of the proof of concept codes, but it's not like Heart. I don't even know if I want to compare it to Heartbleed, but it's not like 
every Linux box in the world was immediately vulnerable, or every Mac in the world was immediately vulnerable. You had to be doing certain things. You had to have certain things opened up and running a certain way. And uh, well, I th- I think bad USB is a much yeah bad USB because that is that's unfixable mm-hmm. currently, right? I mean, there's no way to fix that. Yeah, I I heard about bad USB I don't know two or three months ago, so I don't remember all the details about it. But yeah, I remember that. It's now out in the wild. You know that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sure. So it writes code to the firmware on the USB. Mm -hmm. So essentially the controller in the USB. So it can't be, you can't just erase the USB and be done with it. It can do anything that you, that a USB peripheral can do. So it could, you put in and like the USB keyboard, you could type in things, the USB, um, hard drive you know a usb anything it can do whatever the usb thing would do and since there's not really a permissions layer for that there's right very little um i'm trying to think of, of how you could protect against that with current machines don't use bad usb drives <laughs> how do you know uh yeah i mean yeah i mean you're right, because hopefully a new device isn't already compromised, right? But... So, I mean, there's there's got to be an agent on computers, on the infecting computer, right? So you take your USB drive, you plug it into... No. No, there doesn't have to be. So... They have a new, how do, a new vector out there that allows USB to... Infect computers without having without any. Action. No, what I'm saying is, you have your clean USB drive. You plug it into a dirty computer. There's got to be an agent on a dirty computer to write the firmware. But you could have a you could have a dirty USB drive right. that someone just puts into your computer and infects your computer that way without you doing anything. Right. Super glue your USB ports closed. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> That's not good. I just yeah. bought this machine. I don't want to have to superglue its USB ports. I need them for my USB stuff. Put one of the, you know, get something that's one of those addressable Logitech things in there. You can just address whatever you get to it. I think what may have, they may have to put in place is some sort of uh, permissional thing that says, do you want this USB, mm-hmm. whatever it is, to access your computer right some sort of front thing but is that possible i guess it should be right yeah i'd have to refresh my memory on on all that and what i had heard about it what i had read about it it's just I got normal work I have to do. I can't be worrying about all these security exploits all day, every day. Stop it, you bad guys. Uh, yeah. I, mean, I went to, I went to a uh, I went to a cybersecurity lunch and learn on yesterday from the place where we have our colo and there was a agent special agent from the FBI there giving the presentation. Mm-hmm. And I was about ready to up and walk out of the thing. You know, this was a talk for 
IT people at companies, you know, larger companies. And the thing degraded down into, I mean, there was, well, there was all kinds of uh, fear mongering about foreign nation states. And then it degrades into all kinds of rampant, like speculation, half cock stuff talking like the security of self-driving cars. And like what, what is the point of this lunch and learn? If you're talking about, you know, the security of automotive security and stuff like that. But, uh, uh there was a few good points. Um, I don't know. I kind of directed some of the conversation, <laughs> like, uh, it is. I mean, it's, it, it, if things are controlled massively, then there is a question of what happens when something gets in. But it's always been more of a. It's it's always been more of a. <clears throat> what's the word I'm looking for? Existential concern rather than an actual mm-hmm. concern, right? I mean, you could say the space shuttle is controlled remotely, or was, and uh, the ISS is controlled remotely. But and in theory, someone could get in and break and. Mm-hmm stuff but no one has oh but she was she was like wrong on several counts she's like you know your photos on facebook have the geotagging stuff in there that's not true hasn't been true for a very long time geotags get stuff that's shared out you know the geotags get stripped out mm-hmm. so and then like when i'm talking about self-driving cars they were talking about some story about where a car drove off a cliff because the bridge was built beside the old bridge and the new bridge was de- or the old bridge was demolished and the maps weren't updated. I I didn't try the to look at the car wouldn't realize it all a these all these Google cars have lidar and everything. Yeah. Right? They would see the barriers, you know. So I was skeptical. I didn't I didn't really uh look it up and try to correct her on that one, but it was a bit of a frustrating... It does sound a little urban legendary. Right? It was a bit of, yeah, it was a lot of uh, But there are those stories that are true of people who are just following their GPS and just drive mm-hmm. into a lake or whatever. Yeah. So humans do it, too. <laughs> you can't yeah. really blame a computer, which, uh, would, yeah. Anyway, it was a frustrating lunch and learn. Uh, I don't know. I, I'll probably just get frustrated if I try to think about it or talk about it anymore, so I shouldn't even brought it back up. Bitcoin Minute? Sure, Bitcoin Minute. What's what's new with Bitcoins? Um, last week when we did the show, the price was four hundred dollar four hundred dollars per Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we do this today, seven days later, three hundred thirty. So there's your Bitcoin value update <laughs> for this year. Nice. <clears throat> but Bitcoin's going to the moon. What? That's the big thing on on their Bitcoin on, on the like, because Bitcoin is now essentially there are true believers and it's basically a cult. Okay, either that or people, and and then it's just. I mean, there's so many problems with with it as it is right now. It's, uh, it costs the the average cost per transaction in terms of money, you know, being used for electricity and all that stuff. The average cost per transaction on a Bitcoin network is nineteen dollars. That's not right. Mm, I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying that's not right. Yeah. <laughs> that's not 
That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so you tip somebody five cents or whatever, that costs $19 for that transaction to go through. I mean, that's an average, mm-hmm. but it, it shows you. I mean, the the Bitcoin mining process is the process by which they get rewarded for processing these transactions. Uh, and as more and more people come in to do that, mm-hmm. it gets more and more difficult. Therefore, it uses more and more energy. And the idea is that the reward that they get in Bitcoins is supposed to be able to pay for that. But I think what you're seeing is you're seeing a huge sell-off because it's not paying for it. And the other thing is that if even if miners were to drop out, mm-hmm. the the um, difficulty doesn't adjust until after, I think, 20, 48 blocks are done. So the difficulty would still be very huge until those blocks were done. Okay. And with less miners on, it would take a lot longer for that to get done. Right, so right. difficulty doesn't auto adjust. I see. Quickly. So it's a, it's a rough problem. Like I said before, I think the technology behind Bitcoin is very interesting. I don't know if it's good for currency. I think. Well, here we go. Bill Gates says Bitcoin is better than currency. Yeah, right. Bill Gates. And after that, there's been a sell-off of... <laughs> <laughs> Bitcoin is exciting because it shows how cheap it can be, he told Eric <laughs> Satziger during Bloomberg TV Smart Street. All right. So this is this is the actual cost of transactions from the, uh, where is it? From the Bitcoin blockchain, blockchain.info. I uh, had it up there. Damn it. So how about Ebola? Scary? I, no, not really. Not scary that it's in good, Texas and the dude got sent home with some antibiotics? I mean, that's annoying. That That's more annoying than anything else because that's... Um, they should have. They should have been watching out. If they should have asked the question, this is the average cost per transaction in U.S. dollars on the from the blockchain info. And you see, right now it's at nineteen dollars. So apparently, he had told the nurse that he was in the uh, Liberia. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the whole story. And uh, I do she know that relate. every every you know there were lots of other panic. Mm-hmm. Does one in Washington D.C. One in Hawaii? All of them are. They don't have Ebola. So it's just people panicking when they have, you know, the flu or whatever. Okay. Um, but yeah, so this guy does have Ebola, but he's got, I think he's going to be fine. I don't know about that. They were talking about how he has um, 100 indirect contacts and 30 or so direct contacts. His family's been quarantined you know, to see if they develop symptoms. Oh, he's now in critical condition. Maybe he's not going to be fine. I mean, it's... Bull is nasty shit. It's not like, it's yeah. not like just because you're not in a you know, third world uh, hospital means you're, doesn't mean you're going to make it. I mean, it, it, you, you have a better chance because you need, it's about you know keeping, you, keeping your fluids and stuff like that, uh, but it can still definitely kill you. It's still, mm-hmm. it's still a powerful uh, agent. I mean, I'm not scared of getting Ebola anymore than I'm scared of getting Hantavirus. Right. So, it's... I, I think Could, that there's, there's going to be, you know, better containment here in the U.S. than there would yeah. be. I mean, Ebola isn't 
hyper contagious, right? When you get it, it's bad, but it's not a very contagious virus. It's not like the flu or well, it it, it isn't contagious via air. It doesn't last yeah. long in air. However, I mean, if you're in the same room with somebody and they sneeze, and that goes into you, there's a chance it, mm-hmm. it, it, it's minor because it, it's all bodily fluids. But they still have to get into your body, and it, you're, you are covered with little tiny cuts and stuff. But you kind of have to be around it for enough time. Mm-hmm. Like the people who are close to him, they're that's mm, not good. But Ebola, yeah, Ebola doesn't. Uh, you aren't you aren't a vector until you're displaying uh, at least internal symptoms. You know, like the the flu and the flu like symptoms. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can be a carrier and not a vector for a while. Once you become a vector, it's, uh, you basically want to keep away from that person and keep that person in isolation and burn everything that comes off it. Cause all bodily fluids, sweat included, will have it. Sweat too. Huh? Yeah. But it doesn't, it does not have a likelihood of becoming an airborne virus because it doesn't congregate in the lungs anyway and it doesn't it would have to develop a way to survive in the air which it doesn't have right now right i was listening to a story about scientists opinions on if it could become airborne and you know there's both camps but there's like it's not like you can it's a mutation right so it's not like you can predict the likelihood of a random mutation it's kind of hard to do that so um Sounds like most people think that it's unlikely to, to mutate and become hyper hyper infectious. So that's good. But yeah, it's you know you can just kind of see like you I've watched you watch too many pandemic movies, right? You you know one person gets sent home from the hospital, he's been in contact with eighty other people. Mm-hmm. Only a few people of those people get uh, get it few other people or you know there's always the person who is scared of the police and don't go to the emergency room and right. you know he's the horrible vector you know it can just definitely you know there's a movie as soon as the as soon as this real scare is over there's an Ebola movie in the works you know absolutely well there, well, there already was I mean mm-hmm. the first what was it outbreak was was based on a yeah um <clears throat> Based on Ebola that was airborne. Yeah, I mean there was a that TV show on TNT, the Stra- or uh, not the Strain, the Last Ship, right? That was about a worldwide pandemic that made all governments, you know, cease to operate and mm-hmm. killed almost everyone. So good timing on that one. Um, North Korea may not be run by King John- Kim Jong Un anymore. Oh yeah, I yeah. didn't see that. Uh, he's been out of sight for a month and, uh, there's different diplomatic action going on. <laughs> hmm. I guess we have no idea. Any, any speculation or just that he's not been seen? Well, I mean, I think that he, there was, um, there was that thing about four or five months ago where he killed his uncle. Very, very, uh, mm-hmm. showman like. And I bet that the people were like, yeah, this, this kid is not, uh, he's as fucked up as it, his dad. Yeah. If not worse. So anytime you have a situation like that, where it's, 
it's such a you know they call it the hermit kingdom where there's no mm-hmm. there's hardly any way to get any information out of it you don't know what's going on but you assume that there is no real one person in charge there are it's sort of a cabal of people <laughs> it's it's a mafia thing right i mean that's basically what it is it's a gigantic mafia state and there's fights for power right Uh, there was an, there was something sciencey that happened. We did the black hole thing last week. Yeah, right. There uh-huh. was there was the um, evidence that the bicep information, the stuff that was supposed to be about uh, detecting gravitational waves, the primordial gravitational waves, now looks to be bunk. Now looks to be that that bicep information, was the big news, okay. uh, that that proved inflation or at least gave a huge amount of evidence for it now it looks to be that that was just a signal from intergalactic dust and okay so that we did not detect the the general we don't know for sure but the general consensus is that the bicep program just detected polarization models in dust and not in primordial uh fluctuations in the cosmic microwave background Gotcha. What else? Has to be something I'm forgetting that's interesting. Yvette Nicole Brown is leaving community. Okay. She, um, she apparently, her dad is sick. So, this community, which you know, requires 16 hour days of their. <clears throat> okay. People said that's not rough. She already had a position as a, uh, um, a regular on an odd cup, the odd couple remake, which is on CBS, but that's a multi-camera sitcom. That's okay. four hours. So I, you know, totally understand her decision, but mm-hmm. it's not sad. Shirley's leaving community. I mean, Hey, we're getting community anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, just be happy that someone picked him up, right? Yeah. I'm trying to think of because I saved some things. Let's see if I saved Reddit. What did I save here? <laughs> I got nothing. I can't think of anything good. As I'm trying to. Uh, to relearn my math and going through uh, calculus and stuff like that again. Okay. It's re- wish I, I wish I knew how cool calculus was when I was... When you had to learn it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, calculus is all about change. Mm-hmm. That's, right. That's the whole point of calculus and uh, understanding what that means. And so, you know, I, I read ahead a little bit and I don't quite understand it yet, but there's something called a Taylor expansion in calculus. Okay. And it, uh, it basically shows how, um, things, physical systems like to settle into, uh, local, what they call energy minima. Yeah. We've talked about this house. Uh, an atom will prefer to be in its ground state, for example. Mm-hmm. 
Well, what you get when you do a Taylor expansion is apparently, I don't don't understand this yet, so I'm just repeating what this thing says, is that you find that um, the systems, when you do do a higher expansion of a, a, when you do a Taylor expansion, you get out of it a simple harmonic oscillator out of any physical system that you look at. Therefore, you are essentially talking about waves no matter what you're talking about. And this is why physics comes down to waves. Okay. And it also shows why when you do physics stuff, you... Like, quantum mechanics is second-order partial differential equations. Why? Because of this Taylor expansion. Uh, all, all this stuff comes down to these second-order partial differential equations. Really, really interesting stuff that I can't wait to really understand. But it's going to take some time. That's cool. I just came across this. I didn't... I can't believe it's been so long. Ten years ago today, um, Scaled Composites won the X Prize for the suborbital flight. Huh. Been ten years. Well, now, I mean, they're doing things to the space station, right? Not, well, not Scaled Composites, but to yeah, yeah. SpaceX. Uh, SpaceX. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they're not doing man flight to the space station, mm-hmm. but that's soon. But, yeah, yeah, I can't believe it's been 10 years since uh, since the XPRIZE was won. So, that's interesting. Cool. Maybe we'll think of more on, yeah. on the post. Yeah, show. well, when we're drunk, it'll be easier. Yeah. Or at least a, li- a little bit tipsy, it'll be easier to come up with interesting things. Because this is a pretty shitty pre-show, I do say. <laughs> it's mostly my fault. Why? Why is it mostly your fault? Mostly my fault because I'm just sitting here nodding to whatever you're saying. I can't... I'm not contributing very much. So... We'll at least have Amazon Anonymous. Yes, that will hopefully put us on some... Maybe maybe we'll get another uh, book or something to <laughs> to read about. <laughs> oh, boy. Yep. Reading about diacetyl and cocks. <laughs> awesome book. All right, let's go find some beers. Yeah.